righteous. We are the children, we are the sons and the daughters of the King, Jesus, and that we each have been called. There's a reason that we're on the earth. There's a reason that we are breathing this morning, and it is to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth and establish a new kingdom that cannot be shaken, and King Jesus is our leader. We're here to affect a whole city and see cities come to Christ. Hallelujah. I want to, this morning, pick up in Matthew chapter 5, in verse number 13, and also 14 and 15, 16. You remember this is the passage where Jesus has a large crowd, he's outside, and he is giving them his proclamation. Verse 13, these are the words of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out, trampled underfoot, as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp, then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Here Jesus says to his followers, and he says to us, you are the salt of the earth. In ancient times, salt was extremely valuable. The Greeks called it divine. Salt was divine. And the Romans said that there's nothing that is more useful than the sun and the salt. Often, the soldiers were given their wages in salt. And what Jesus is saying when he says, you are the salt of the earth, he is saying to us, you are valuable and you have worth. In those days, there was a thing called this covenant of salt. And two people would enter into this covenant. It would be a covenant of friendship and a covenant of two people coming together. It's amazing that in the Old Testament, in this chapter, Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13, that as they were offering these sacrifices to the Lord or bringing the grain, the Bible says that the command was given that as you are giving your sacrifice, you are to then sprinkle your sacrifice with salt. And what it was saying was that you are to add the salt because the salt gives 
it preserves the sacrifice and it makes it pure. Then in Mark chapter 9, everybody still here? How many know it's okay to do a little teaching for a moment? Everybody with me? Mark chapter 9, verse 49 and 50 says, and I'd like us all to read these two verses together, everyone. For everyone will be seasoned with fire, and every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. Verse 50. Salt is good, but if salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with each other. It's interesting here, before the Lord can work through us, he has to work in us. And here we have a seasoning, the Bible says, that we are to be seasoned with fire. So that there is this fire of purification where the Holy Spirit is working in us and as salt, we are being preserved and all the corruption and everything that is against what God has for us has to come out of us. And often, we find ourselves going through difficult circumstances we are being tested. We find ourselves in the middle of a calamity. And somehow, we are seasoned with salt. And the Lord begins to work inside of us. And he begins to drive out everything that corrupts us. Because I'm not ready to be the salt of the earth until the salt comes inside of me and it begins to deal with us. Because we are the agents that are going out into the world of corruption. And what he was saying here, you have to be seasoned with salt. You have to have something happen inside of you so that you begin to drive out the unforgiveness, drive out the anger, drive out your doubts, drive out your complaining, and allow the fire of purification to work inside of you so that you are seasoned. Look, notice it says seasoned with fire. And every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. So in the Old Testament, they had an animal or grain and they offered the sacrifice. They would throw the salt over it. And now under the New Testament, now we are, according to Romans chapter 12, now we are the sacrifice. However, the sacrifice is not dead. We are a living sacrifice, which means we are being offered to God, and God is beginning to purge us. He's beginning to let the salt come in us of preservation until we get the fire of the Spirit inside of us because we don't have any energy or any real impact until something happens inside of us and we go from mere believing something, now we begin to experience it inside of us and the Holy Spirit begins to do something that has never been done before and we begin 
begin to look different. We begin to have some kind of an anointing on us. And we even have a facelift. And our face looks alive. And so when we go into the earth or we go into where we are living, there is a distinctiveness in us that we look like we got something. It looks like we are someone that is different and we are unctionized by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just check and be sure the person around you is still alive and awake this morning. Hallelujah. Have salt in yourselves. Man, I, I read that and I thought, purification. The Spirit of God at work inside of us, getting us ready to go out and be what God has called us to be in our community. Now, the Bible says here also that we are not to lose our flavor. Know that most of us, when we think of the word of fla flavor, we think of ice cream talking to an ice cream culturally aware group. And we know what chocolate, vanilla, what else? Okay, as I was saying, <laughs> this group is aware of ice cream flavors. So what is he talking about when he talks that we are to be the flavor of heaven, and the flavor is simply that we are so full of God's love because people want to be loved, and people want to be accepted, and people want to be respected, and people want to be treated differently than our culture treats them. And when we have, and we sang it, this is kind of a setup here, we sang about the reckless love of God. And so as we're going about being the salt of the earth, our flavor is not chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry, but our flavor is the love of God, the respect, the acceptance of every person, and that we treat them differently than what we see happening at, in our culture. Whether there's driving on the interstate, yesterday a big truck was on my bumper blowing his horn, and I had to remind myself that I am the salt of the earth <laughs> and the light of the world. I maintained my Christianity and pulled over and let the big guy go by. We are the salt and we are the light of the world. And we are to have the flavor of God. It's interesting that when God made salt, he actually decided that salt would be white. 
He didn't make it black. I'm sure he knew what he was doing because the Bible says that have this salt in yourselves. And every, every time we see the salt is a reminder, this glistening white salt, that the salt is working inside of us. Uh, we're pure. We are full of this, this supernatural purity. And we're different. And the Bible says also that we are to be the light of the world. We went through that a bit last weekend. That we are to be a light, not that has a basket over it, but we are to be a light, and our light is to shine each and every day, wherever we are, wherever we go. And I really believe that we should take cities. I really believe that we should take all the schools here in, in the city. I believe that we need to impact if you're working at Disney. I believe we could have a revival at Disney or Universal. Or wherever you're working, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. And as the light of the world, we are penetrating the darkness on our school campuses. Pastor Mark and Pastor PJ were now on eight school campuses, high school campuses. This last week, Wakaiva High School would not allow us to be there last year. The principal said no last year. Tuesday, they had a meeting and the principal said, you can do whatever you want to do at Wakaiva High School. <laughs> and I'm asking the Lord for open doors wherever I go. I'm asking the Lord if I'm buying something in a store, I'm not leaving there without having some kind of of a light experience where I bring light to the darkness. Whether you're ordering some food to pick up and take out, like last night, I want the person on the other end to know that this is not a regular call. And I always say, don't forget, Jesus loves you. And I sometimes have prayer with him and when I pick up our order, I try to pray with them, do whatever I can to be a light. I want to be more aggressive. I want to be full of the light of Jesus. I want to start conversations. Rice Brooks said that we are to begin to start. He calls it salt, start conversations, and then to ask questions and to listen, and then tell them about Jesus. Are you here this morning? We have made this so complicated. Every single person can share the gospel, but simply Jesus, who is God, sinless, came to the earth. 
these cards we gave out some time ago, the gospel, put it in our own words. And Jesus came. He never sinned. He lived the life we should have lived. And Jesus gave his life. And he wants to forgive every person, make them new. And he did that on the cross. He died for our sins. We all can share that little story about Jesus. We don't have to be a theologian. We don't have to study for a thousand hours. We just need to talk about what Jesus has done in our lives. And the enemy does not want us to talk about Jesus. I like Heidi Baker, who is in uh, Mozambique, Africa, her tremendous ministry there, Iris Global. She wakes up in the middle of the night praying for people who don't know Christ. And she has a little saying, and it's simply this, stop for the one. Whatever you're doing, stop for the one and begin to talk about Jesus. And sometimes it's just an invitation to a meeting like this that they'll come and look and check out who Jesus is and what he can do. Hallelujah. So we're not to put a basket over our light. And I believe that Re Revelation chapter 12, verse 2, is very true of what the enemy has come to do. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser. He is called the dragon, and he is the accuser, and he accuses us day and night. And if he can make you think that you're not who God says you are, and he can steal your identity, he is the one who is in identity theft and trying to tell us who we are every single day. And we have to remind ourselves of who we are. We are not living under condemnation and guilt. We're not living under, well, I didn't read my Bible yesterday, so I should be under guilt all day long, and I didn't handle this right. He'll have us under guilt for something every day. No, we are not under condemnation. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, we now are sons and daughters, and if we allowed his guilt and condemnation what happens is we don't have any confidence to share the, share the gospel with anyone because we don't think we're any good. And he loves that so that we are silent. But no, we have to be the light, a city on top of a hill where we are sharing the gospel. We are declaring who he is. We are standing in confidence. And we are know that we have been called, we have been chosen and that we will not be silent, but we will speak what he has given us to speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's interesting. It's interesting when they came in the Bible to Thessalonica, and the rulers there were upset. The ruler said, these who have turned the world upside down have come here. So what they did was they understood the gospel as being so powerful that they literally impacted whole cities. And they had a reputation. 
These people who have turned the world upside down have come to Thessalonica. And that's our call today. It's to turn the world upside down. We haven't been called to be a minority. We haven't been called to be in a room. We haven't been called to be limited. And as long as the enemy can keep us silent, he is happy. But we ought to take over cities with Jesus. We ought to be courageous. Why is it this church believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Why is it that we believe in the spiritual language? Those things are not an end in themselves. They are preparatory. Because when the leaders in the New Testament were baptized in the Spirit... The ones that were shy came out with a confidence in God. You can see the confidence on a person's face. You can see the confidence when you begin to share that Jesus is alive. We have to tell people who are helpless and hopeless. They're walking around the cities of America, and we had another shooting this last week, and five people perished. And we cannot be silent. We have to stand up in our city. And we have to declare, relationally, I'm the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. I have come. I have been created in the image of God. And I'm here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why it says in Matthew 5, 16, he says here, let your light shine among men, that they may see your good works, that they may see your good works and glorify the Father. I thought of what happened in my life many years ago. I was working for the firm who put the land together for Disney. We were syndicating large properties throughout the state of Florida. I met the president who brought me on his team and he was one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. However, it took just a little while to learn that Craig was involved with parties and a lot of girlfriends. Every time I would share Christ with Craig, he would kind of look at me like I was speaking Chinese. He had a distant look, and the look said to me, Alex, please back off. But I would not back off, and I would try to get a sentence in, or a paragraph, or something. This went on year after year. There was no sign of contrition or any interest in Jesus. I finally left the firm, but it's interesting that I got a call on the phone, and they said, Alex Craig Linton has died, and they said, just before he died, someone led him to Christ, and... They said, Alex, 
we want you to do the funeral at Knowles Memorial Chapel on the campus of Rollins College. I walked in there that day, and where you speak, you go up high in the air. You've seen those settings, and I was high and lifted up. <laughs> and before me were all the money people of Orlando, the movers and the shakers. And I decided, am I going to be intimidated by all this wealth and all these power people? And I decided I would be the intimidator and I would not be intimidated. And I told them about Jesus and I told them what happened in the life of Craig that he had given his life to Jesus. I have never spoken in my life to such a quiet audience. There were no amens, and I didn't see one smile. But that chapel on that day heard the message about Jesus because we are the salt of the earth. We are his ambassadors. We are the light rising in the darkness that is longing for a new day to dawn. And it's the people like you and me who are taking hold of the mandate. And we are called to stand firm in every city and shine against the backdrop of doom. Together, this great awakening will erupt in this church. And we will see literally thousands that are going to come to Christ. What we have experienced presently and where we are going will be such a contrast that it will even shock every one of us who have served Christ for a long while. Together, we will not be silenced and no one will be left behind. And I believe that the fulfillment of the prophecy in Isaiah 60, verse 11, uh, 1 through 3, is true. Arise, shine. Hallelujah. Thank you. Arise, shine. Say it. Arise, shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Read it with me. See, darkness covers the earth, verse 2, and thick darkness is over the people's. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And what Isaiah is saying, watch out, the glory of the Lord is rising upon you. And when the glory of the Lord rises upon us, and we go out into the world, and we are the salt of the earth, and the fire has purified us inside, and we begin to stand up. No demon in hell can silence us. No evil power can stop us. No circumstance that we are going through can keep us silent. We will step up, and we will be filled with the power of God. It's not by chance that the national leaders in America several years ago chose Orlando, Florida, and they said, we're going to bring together people 
It's going to be called the Send because we are going to see literally thousands of people rise up and they're going to go out and they're going to be the light of the world. They're believing that from this meeting at the Camping World Stadium, where already over 60,000 have registered next Saturday, 10 to 10, I'm believing every person, everybody that has kids, little kids, big kids, they're going to walk in that place and they're going to see the glory of the Lord. Not a football game. This is going to be a game. And Satan is going to lose. And Jesus is going to win. And we're going to be invigorated. They're believing that from this, there'll be 200,000 missionaries sent out. From this, there'll be 80 million people that'll come to Christ. And when that begins to happen, we begin to shake the nation. I do not believe that the Lord is coming for a church that is somehow faint and almost like in the corner, insignificant. Well, we're holding on to Jesus, till Jesus comes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're holding on to the word of God, but we're not holding on to anything else. We are aggressive, we are strong, we are the people of God. We're rising up in the darkness that is around us and we will come together this coming week. I call it revival services. I call it revival. I hope everyone in this building will come one or more nights. I'm going to be there almost every single night on the front row. National leaders are coming here. 1,500 missionaries are coming from around the world. They're not coming to go to Disney or Universal. They're coming for a massive uprising. They're calling for there to be a revival and a great awakening. And we can choose to watch, look, and listen. Or we can say, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be a part of what is happening. Their headquarters have been right here for the last many weeks. And we are believing that on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, every night, 7 o'clock in the evening, and who knows what's going to happen. I believe there will be miracles and signs and wonders. I believe that there will be things that have never happened before and that we will see the glory of the Lord arise upon us. These are not normal times. These are not ordinary days. This is not the time for us to retreat. This is the time for us to know Wait a minute, the glory of the Lord that Isaiah spoke about has risen upon me. This is not my own self-effort. This is not me trying to do something in my strength. But I am the son and daughter of the King Most High. Hallelujah. I cannot be intimidated. I will not live under guilt and condemnation. I am strong. I am powerful. I write in my prayer book, a lot of times, and I write it down who I am. I'm not intimidated. I am strong in the Lord. I am not defeated. I'm full of faith. I'm full of confidence. I am here for a reason. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Drive harder, push harder, confront the darkness, 
be a part of an awakening of the Spirit of God when people can't wait to come into the house of the Lord. They come early. They come early to a magic game. They don't come late to a magic game. They come early to the magic game because they believe in the magic. They believe in the Super Bowl. They don't come at halftime. They come early. They like their team. They want to watch their team. They want to root for their team. They want to be a part of the, of the win. And so today, hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm here to declare. I'm here to declare that you are the salt of the earth have salt in you. Be seasoned with salt. Let the fire of God purify you until you get the maximum of your energy. Hallelujah. People don't respond to dead Christians that look like they have been killed inside. People, some preacher of many years ago, he said, everybody wants to see a fire. They used to talk about the fire wagons going by and the whole crowd would come out to watch a fire. Well, they're not coming out to see dead Christians that look like something happened to their face. Like somehow they're mourning and they don't know who they are. No, you have to have some energy. You have to have some kick. That when somebody comes in contact with you, your body language, your face, God, Give us, everybody, a new face. Get a face lift. Let a Jesus lift your face. Let me tell you, makeup is good. Keep putting it on. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, women, I'll tell you one thing. When you have a Jesus look, your look is different. And you only have a Jesus look when you know what he did. And when you know that he took your sins, you know that he purified you, he cleansed you, and you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. There is a massive, massive plan for your life. Don't go down the road of I'm done living. Well, you might as well die today if you have no reason to get up in the morning. Your life is over. Don't live that way. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Hallelujah. I may not feel it. I may not totally comprehend it, but I am going to rejoice. When others are silent and they're allowing their circumstance to dictate what they're going to do that day, I hope that we'll rise up and say, I don't feel it, but I know it. I don't understand it, but I'm going forward. I don't know why I'm going through this circumstance, but I know every circumstance I've gone through, it has purged me, it has purified me, and I say, I've always said, if I'm going through this situation, I'm coming out with something happening to me, and I'm going on, and I'm not allowing these, this is for someone here, I'm not allowing him or her or they to determine my future. I'm not empowering enemies to decide my future. My future is bright no matter what they do, what they say, and you have to decide whether you're going to empower your enemies or the people that are driving you crazy and you stand up and say, listen, I'm the salt of the earth. Hallelujah, I am going to be powerful and I'm going to rise up. Praise God, I'm going to be the light of the world. 
Praise God, I'm going to let my light shine in the darkness. Too much light out here. <clears throat> I'm going to shine in the darkness. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't remember this when I was a little boy. We used to sing in Sunday school this Okay, I'm not even going to say it. Well, it's not a little light. Now you're older. It's a, this big light of mine. Hallelujah. Say to everybody, Jesus loves you. No, I'm, I'm talking about in your life. Checking out the cashier. She looks like she wants to die. No, tell her, hey, Jesus loves you. And always say, can I pray for you? And most people say yes. And that's where you pray the anointing upon them. Hallelujah. 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 This morning, we're going to receive communion in a minute. And I, I just believe that we're going to see healings. We're going to see deliverances. They're going to come right now. And we're going to go to our various stations and we're going to have revival. The Lord said December was, I think, New Year's Eve. This is a year of healing. And I believe in communion, the Holy Communion. We take the bread. We take the cup. You come. And we're going to take the cup and we're going to say, Jesus, examine ourselves first. Jesus, everything all right. It's not right. Lord, forgive me. Don't do penance. You don't have to pray for four hours. That's wrong. I'm sorry. Get right back in the grace. I'm believing for miracles to happen. Healings. Biggest healing that needs is broken hearts. Hey, step to the table. Take the bread, the body of Christ. Take the cup, the blood of Jesus. I don't know how many times when the enemy is harassing my mind, I say, blood is against you. The blood of Jesus is against you, Satan. I was saying that earlier this morning. The blood of Jesus is against you. Man, I got up and I'm going to fight today. Hallelujah! 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 I want us to stand. Hallelujah. Now look at me for a second here. Come on, come on. Let's get happier. Let's get happier. Let's get happier. Let's believe as we go to these places. We got right here, right here in the front. Just step in the front if you would, both of you, in the front. If you're with a family, husband, wife, or you're by yourself, I like to hold up the cup. I like to hold up the bread, the body of Jesus. By his wounds, I'm healed. The blood has shed, been shed for us, breaks every stronghold. You may be depressed, hold that cup up and say, hallelujah, grace is on tap here this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Our Father, as we receive the Holy Communion in just a moment, let your presence come over this place.
Let the glory of the Lord come over us. And we declare healings in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take communion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Show us 
your glory. Lift every barrier. Lift all depression. Let worry leave. Give us an elevated level of freedom today. Let us go from this place full of the Spirit of the Lord. Let the baptism of fire burn in our hearts even as we leave. Unctionize us at Church in the Sun. Let this be a week of revival like we've never seen in the history of Orlando. We will not be silent. Today we'll rise up in the glory of the Lord. Ignite a fire in me that's fresh. Ignite a fire in every person on this platform, platform that is fresh. Ignite those that are sad this morning through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the baptism of fire fall in this place right now. Unctionize us. Let us rise up knowing that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That no weapon forged against us shall prosper. That we will not go sideways but we will rise up against the darkness around us in every circumstance and we will not leave defeated. We will leave as the ones that defeat the darkness. And we praise you. I want us to begin to lift our voices now and begin to bless the Lord. Begin to lift your hands together. Begin to praise the Lord. Just play in Jesus' name. Just play. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's pray. Praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, we never, we never dismiss our service without giving people an opportunity to be forgiven of sin. Jesus is real. This cross reminds us that he took our sins on the cross. Hallelujah. And no matter what we've done, how far we have run, that grace is sufficient. That we come to Christ as we are. And all we do is ask for forgiveness and give him our lives. All these people baptized this morning are just openly declaring, identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ that now they have come out of their old life of death and they are risen with Christ. Hallelujah. You say, you don't know what I've done. Well, Christ does and he still says, come on, Jim. Come on, Ed. Come on, have a new life. I'm gonna count to three. And uh, if you need to say, look, I need to be forgiven, throw up your hand and do it this morning. Hallelujah. Do it in faith. Say, I need Jesus. One, two, three. Just throw up a hand. Say, I want to be forgiven. I want to be forgiven. Yes, over here. Throw up a hand. Yes, over here. Just throw it up. Throw it up. If you are drowning, I'm sure you would throw up a hand. Yes, over here. 
If you were drowning in the water, why would you throw up a hand? Because you want help. <laughs> so this is about help coming. Who else? Put your hand up. Come on. Don't be religious. Who else? Maybe you're Catholic. You've been to Presbyterian. You've been to non-denominational. That all means nothing unless you have Jesus. Hallelujah. I think there's some more hands need to just to go up. There's an anointing here. This is incredible. Throw up your hand. You used to have Christ in your life and something happened. You're not connected. I'm going to ask everybody to raise your hand. Get out of your chair. Stand here for a closing prayer and dedication. Come right now. Hallelujah. Let's sing the anthem. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get out of your chair. Who else? Who else? have one came forward maybe you didn't come forward but we're gonna we're gonna say a prayer Judy's here hugging her and she's weeping praise God the Bible says when one person comes to Jesus the angels have a worship service in heaven hallelujah <laughs> let's say this prayer together Jesus, Jesus. I put my faith in you that you took my sin on the cross I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and he's alive. I turn from my sin and I repent of my sin. I abandon my life to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Give me your grace, the gift of righteousness and eternal life. You prayed that prayer from your heart. You're in the family of God. Come on.